weekend at White Shutters, and later we spent all our school holidays there. It was a wild and woolly place. It still is. A world away from the flesh pots of Newmarket, eight miles to the west. Every so often we were taken to the races. Dad liked to flutter and had a lot of friends in the racing game. In fact, one of his bigger wins provided our first family holiday abroad. A month in Italy. Noton Court, my prep school, was a wonderfully romantic mock Gothic building set in glorious parkland outside Bury St Edmunds. It was run by the Blackburn family, an eccentric, whiskey-quaffing trio. Two brothers and a sister, who insisted the boys call them by their Christian names, Charles, Neville and Betty. I was sent there at the age of six, and felt a little sorry for myself as my parents drove away. Actually, suicidal would cover it. My father's parting advice was, ''You're not to cry, and never sneak on your mates.'' Drama was of prime importance at Noton, and an enormously sophisticated production of a Shakespeare play was staged in the grounds each summer. I got lucky because Charles was looking for a junior to play Mamilius, the son of the King of Sicilia, in The Winter's Tale. I only had a couple of lines, but once you're in a play, you are part of the troupe for life. Leontes, how now, you wanton calf? Art thou my calf? Mamilius, in a high-pitched voice, yes, if you will, my lord. That was about the size of it. Thrilling for me, not sure there was a huge audience appreciation, though. The Blackburns were also on the Restoration Committee of the Theatre Royal Bury St Edmunds, a beautiful Regency edifice which had fallen into disrepair and been dark for many years. Charles decided to mount a grown-up production of A Midsummer Night's Dream during the summer holidays in order to raise money for the appeal. My parents were away for the entire summer holidays. Dad was doing some high-profile case in Pakistan, so I spent the whole time at Noton rehearsing. I was Puck. At the end of the play, the entire cast came on to take their bow, as if the play had ended. My job was to sneak in and sit cross-legged at the back of the stage as the last of the players left the stage. All I had to do was deliver the final speech as sweetly as possible. If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended. I suddenly realised I had the audience in the palm of my hand. It was a magic moment. I knew this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. What I didn't know was that my parents had returned from Pakistan early and were in the audience for the final performance. They were in tears afterwards. Maybe they were relieved that I hadn't screwed up, or maybe it was just the jet lag. Some time later, Charles told me that I should seriously consider becoming an actor. He said, I'll tell you why. You only think in the present. I'm not entirely sure that that was a compliment, but I know exactly what he meant. I ended up being head boy. Phil had been a particularly good one, and I suppose they were hoping it ran in the family. As far as the boys themselves were concerned, I think I was right up there in the top ten. I let everyone get away with murder, and even introduced cigar smoking on the curriculum. Phil had gone on to Eton and absolutely hated it, so I decided pretty smartly that I wasn't going to suffer the same fate. I'd done my research and worked out where I was going to send myself. The Arts Educational Trust, 144 Piccadilly, London, SW1. It was the smartest address I could find. Mum was on my side. She had, after all, wanted to be an actress herself. After a couple of large scotches, Dad also warmed to the idea. I have a shrewd suspicion that he'd been doing some mental arithmetic. The Arts Ed was a quarter of the price of Eden... So that was how a certain 14th-century establishment came to escape the attendance of one N.H. 
144 Piccadilly was an incredibly imposing Robert Adam-designed building with a magnificent staircase sweeping round and round up to a pale blue dome which seemed higher than heaven to a 13-year-old. I had to do a series of auditions in front of a whole bunch of very scary people. Thinking about it now, it seemed terrifying, but back then I seemed to breeze through without too much of a problem. Dad got a call a couple of days later. They had accepted me. I thought they must be mad. On my first day at Art's Ed, as I walked through the enormous front door, I remember thinking, what the hell have I done? I was pretty paralysed with nerves for a couple of days and hardly spoke to a soul, but then I made a really exciting discovery. There were 48 boys in this joint and 225 girls. That's pretty good odds, I thought. I'm already one up on Phil. Most of the first term was spent trying to fit in. It didn't take a rocket scientist to work out that I looked and sounded...